G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 627 of the Trainsmooth Podcast. My name is Tim Meg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com or send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. Now, what I thought I'd do is I'd just gas bag a little about some of the stuff I'm doing at the moment with um, collecting information data and all that good stuff and what I'm looking for and what I'm doing with it and and yeah so uh, there's not really a lot of information a lot of what you 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 know for those people who've been tuning in for a little while will get will hear me say oh you know a good majority are doing this majority doing that but there's not really a lot of information based around groups of athletes that I've come across, stumbled across, um, like coaches with their athletes. And um, we're, as, as a coach, we look at the, this athlete's data and look, you know, analyse it and come up with decisions on how to manipulate and change and twists and turns and all that sort of good stuff. But from a big picture point of view, um, are our systems really working? Um, and so I've been, um, um, co- you know, gathering all this information. Um, yeah, we, we've got you know educated guesses like um, athletes who complete ninety percent of their workouts have this. You know, are improving the most, and those who have um, leave feedback on their training improve this most. These sort of athletes, you know, despite what. You know, these athletes are trained 10 hours a week. You're expecting them to be around here. 20 hours a week that you're expecting about the... All that, all that sort of stuff. They're all educated guests, but I've actually been collecting all that as as a whole with all the athletes I, I coach and putting them all into the one um, base. Uh, and... Um, so, and 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 other things like um, how many of them's actually got stride power meters, and then what's the, what sort of and so over a year I can look at what sort of improvements are we seeing. Um, not only you know a lot of people look at what was my threshold improvement. Um, that that that's nice. I'll look at that, but that's not that as impressive to me as what's the aerobic. Um, improvement over a year have been I'd be more interested in that um, um, you know how many days how many sessions an athlete's missed as a new collecting individually um, but also as a group each week and then each and that goes into a, a monthly um, sheet and that goes into a quarterly sheet um how many swims how many bikes how many runs how many um strength sessions have been completed how many have been missed how many um have power meters how many don't have power meters have um how many have indoor trainers um so i'm collecting all sorts of good information um to try and better understand and you know categorize athletes um you know Especially from the amount of hours they train, you, every everyone's got a different. And you, you know, you, you look at um, the athletes I coach. Um, there's a wide range. I, I coach one runner, um, three youth athletes, a, an athlete who just wants to focus on sprint distances only. Mostly, most of them are focusing on seventy point threes. I got eight focusing on Ironman, and um, it's it's good stuff. I'm you know age groups, um, weights on all of them, and I'm 
I'm not sure yet on um, the picture I'm creating, um, but I'm, I'm, but it's forming as I'm going. I'm like, um, I've, I've, you know, the, well, this is the eighth week of the year, um, and I've, and I'm up to date with the first seven weeks of all the information, and I'm looking at it, and I'm changing inputs and 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 information. You know, I want to collect this instead, and oh, what something that I thought would be more interesting to me turned out yeah a little bit of an eyesore and so on so i'm it's forming a picture that i'm not sure what's going to be the outcome yet but it, it it's cool and i'm really really liking it um but geez i've got some spreadsheets yeah <laughs> i've got a spreadsheet with a thousand i've got two open spreadsheets all the time with a thousand tabs on each one but yeah anyway i'm just gibbering here so but there, going back um there's a few things i i am interested in i i can't find any big picture numbers for leg spring stiffness for athletes um spread over a year and then if i can see an improvement um you know what sort of improvements do we see for athletes that were averaging 10 hours a week what sort of improvements in in general the athletes doing 15 hours a week and so forth and then you dive down out of those that had stride power meters for instance what was their leg spring stiffness at the beginning of the year what was their leg spring stiffness at the end of the year and then all right, well what did their training look in between what were the volume um what was the strength training involved in was there much plyometric was it just normal standard strength so i'm i'm diving into all of that and and it's soaking up a lot of my time which just so happens i've got a a fair a fair bit of time up my sleeve until probably june um i'm just all my goal is at the moment is just to stay fit until june and just have a little bit of fun and then i'll spend a full year on um trying to trying to you know get to the front end of my age group after that bit but until then i'm just i've got this extra time and i i'm using it to do all this crap but anyway, I enjoy it. Anyway, today's question, let me bring it up. you think I'd be prepared, wouldn't you? Um, i better pause this while I find it. I'm back. Today's question comes from Steve, who writes, I'm doing Ironman Tampo, Tarpo. How do they be? I always call it, called it Tarpo, but I think it's called something else. I'm doing Ironman Tarpo for the first time next weekend. Thanks for all the advice along the way, though. Uh, what is your race morning plan? Getting up in time. How how long a swim warm up? Gels before the start or not? Also, do you have a special needs bags? So, hopefully, you've got all this written down, sorted, all planned out, ready to go already, and it's this is um a little bit into individualized this sort of stuff but i'll go through what i i do and yeah see see, see what you know you can take any notes from it it start it really starts um from a few days out getting everything all lined up prepared set out and, and get get the training in early days beforehand um and you know check out the the athlete village so to speak um but on race morning i i try to wake up three hours before the race before race starts and personally and i'll just go i'll go through what i do i personally do um but 
most people will have something different slash similar so i wake up but three hours before race start i'll have a, um, a drink of endura optimizer i'll have six scoops of endura optimizer in it i'll have one salt tablet at the same time i'll go back to bed for um 40 50 minutes or so and just you know keep my eyes shut i'm a pretty good sleeper i can generally fall back to sleep pretty damn quickly and easy um then i wake up i'll have toast with uh well an hour later it would be having toast with jam on it and then uh, from there on in uh, until an hour before swim starts i'll be sipping on a sports drink whether it's um powerade gatorade endura or wh- whatever it is I'll, I'll be generally sipping on a sports drink for until then i'll get to um i'm not one of these guys that got, have got to be in transition the once it's open and and or whatever i just turn up to transition knowing i've got got the time after my last ironman ladies and gentlemen make sure when you go to transition especially these big races you bring toilet paper with you you go i walked into a most of those portaloos look horrific for starters um and they go through those toilet paper rolls real hard, real fast. And just in case you get an urgent sense, it's it's best to take a dunny or some dunny roll with you as well. But um, so I go there. I, just, I don't muck around in transition either. Um, I, I just put my bottles and nutrition and all that onto the bike. I put my clip on my shoes. I check the tire pressure. Um, I generally have um, half-filled tires the day before in transition because generally in you know more times than not our bikes are sitting in the sun the whole time i don't really want to be getting there race morning and watch out watching that i've got um, flat tires i do bring spare tubes with me um with the hope i'll not need them i've got spare tubes on the bike but i'll actually carry spare tubes and some spare tools um emergency tools like allen keys and spanners and uh, screwdriver just very very basic stuff with me in transition with the hope that i'm just carrying it for the sake of carrying it set the bike up look and make sure it's in the right gear everything's all spick and span i don't stare at it for 10 minutes looking thinking jeez what have i missed i i i you know, every everything's got a checklist, and um, I've gone through that checklist each day. Make sure everything's been ticked off that I'm supposed to have done that day. I know everything's supposed to be where it is. I'm good to go. And I just sit around an hour before race starts. I sip water. I'm no longer sipping. The, I'm no longer on the sports drink. I'll just sip on um, a little bit of water. I'll take one extra salt tablet one hour before race start and just sip on water from there on in. Um, just as I'm getting close to race start, I do warm up in the water. Um, though a lot of races are starting to make that real hard for people to do. Um, so you either need to be creative or take some um, swim bands or something like that with you to just to, um, just to you know help warm up. But I generally swim like 200 meters for, um, freestyle, just fill in the water i'll then do a a couple of drills generally i'll do like um 10 to 20 meters of scale follow going straight into freestyle uh, for another 20 25 meters or so then i'll do some doggy paddle straight into freestyle for another 20 so meters and then i'll do probably another 50 to 100 very easy and then i'll wander off to the beach and start talking to some random people and and then 
I'm generally good to go. As for special needs, um, I do use special needs. I, I have special needs on the bike and run, but I never use it so for the bike i actually have spare tubes in the bike for that just in case moment if i get a flat it, the plan is if i get a flat on that first loop because it would generally the race i do with a two lap bikes so you, you generally can access your special needs back on bag on the special on your second lap so if i ever i did have a, a flat tire on my first lap i'll pull in grab a spare just to be on the safe side because we spend a lot of money on these race fees and it's I want to give myself every chance to get a finisher shirt. Um, so, um, so I'll have spare tubes in the special needs bag, and I'll and I'll just that, that's kind of all I put in the in the bike one. I don't, I can't remember putting anything else except for a couple of tubes. And knowing that I'm not going to get them or get them back, um, they're just a cost of doing business. I'd rather throw throw that money in the bin than all of a sudden i have too many flats um and then each each spare i've mentioned it in the past each spare tube i have uh, on my bike and um, in their thing i put a little bit of a uh, i get i get removed the elastic band and put a little bit of electric tape around it because electric tape just fixes everything so if i slash a tire or something i can kind of dodge it up with electric tape in in you know try and use something to dodge it up a little just so i can get to the finishing line they'll get to the finish of the bike um and then for the run i just chuck it some more salt tablets and some get you know some lollies and gels or whatever we knowing that i'm probably not going to grab it but it's there just in case because remember um alan Pittman telling us the story that he he was at ironman western australia and he just he, he was cramping he was doing it tough and he all he all he wanted was gels and and, and salt tablets and he says he, he felt like he was bare grills he was looking on the ground for fallen um gels and, and salt sticks and stuff like that and he, he says that once i found a couple on the ground he goes i downed it and i felt a lot better <laughs> So I always I just have stuff in there, even though on race courses they they I generally use ninety eight percent of my nutrition comes from race course. Um, I'm one of those guys that that barely barely brings his own stuff, and we just say I'll, I'll carry like um, four gels on my on my bike, and I'll just constantly be grabbing more gels as I'm going, with the hope you know i'll use their gels more than mine to, talking about gels there's this story and i love telling the story to randoms um i forget what year it was i mean i mean australia david dello pro triathlete i don't know if he still races or not um he was you know doing it quite financially tough and he was winning ironman australia and on the last aid station there he stopped and filled his back pockets up with a stack of gels as many gels as he possibly can because he knew he had no money and he had ironman cans six weeks later and he needed gels and stuff like that to get him through to the next race so i always always enjoy that story so and there's you know with morton um they're bloody expensive I, I i i will um i do make my own gels but the last race i didn't take my own gels um so making your own gels is significantly cheaper but if 
you know, for the people that buy their own gels, might as well take a, a leaf out of Dave Dello's pocket and just yeah, last aid station, fill those pockets right to the top. I hope that helps. If you guys have any good luck with the race, let me know how you get on. If you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website, transmith.com. Until next episode, hero.